You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. Hi, this is Pastor Chris from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. And in the time that we have right now, I want to share with you three things. Uh, one, we're going to have communion at the end of this message, if you'd like. So if you had a cracker or bread to represent the body of Christ and juice or wine to represent the blood of Christ, uh, that would be great at the end for communion. Also at the end of this message is a video presentation about how to have a word for the new year, a word from God's word for the new year, one word to hold on to, to encourage you, to guide you. And at the end of that video presentation, I will tell you what my word is for the year. And then I want to share with you how to have a new you, this new year. All right, it's the first days of 2021, and you may have mixed feelings. 2020 was a disappointment for just about everyone. Plans got canceled. Just about everyone got sent home. Most people had to wear face masks to go out into public. There was a distrust of the election process and medical experts. And just because the calendar flipped into a new year doesn't mean that things right now are any better. I mean, I guess there's a hope that the vaccine might help. Uh, We need to keep praying that the virus goes away. Um, You may be happy if you saw stimulus money deposited into your accounts or you have a check in the mail, Uh, but you may be fearful that there's a more spreadable version of the coronavirus reportedly in Simla, Colorado. Uh, Two National Guard members working at the nursing home were suspected of having it. I thought that was interesting because I went to elementary school in Simla, Colorado, a small town in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. We're wary of riots and unrest, sick of Zoom video calls, overstocked with toilet paper, and wishing we could go out to eat like we used to. And I miss having church in person. So churches in Minnesota can meet at 50% capacity up to 250 people, though some are only offering online services until the COVID threat is gone. One of our former members who moved away has been in the hospital and ICU for weeks with COVID. My pastor's friend's wife had it. Uh, She was able to get out in time for Christmas. But River Rock Church needs a place to meet. We are trying to acquire, trying to purchase a building and trying to sell the land that we have right on the highway so that we can afford to pay for it. Otherwise, we're trying to take out a loan. And that's hard to do when our attendance is down and our giving is down uh, during the whole COVID crisis. Everybody's attendance is down, it seems, for churches. And I have been so encouraged by the members and friends, those of you that care about River Rock Church in the way that you've been giving online and giving by mail and uh, sending encouraging notes. Uh, It's been a real encouragement to not give up, to keep moving forward and to look to uh, life after COVID. Hopefully it will end very soon. Hopefully we'll have our own space to meet. Hopefully we'll have a well-ventilated, clean place to have many ministry activities uh, to reach this region for Christ. Uh, you can actually give riverrockchurch.com slash give. Uh, pray for us and let us know how we can pray for you. Send your prayer requests. Uh, let us know how your prayers are being answered too. Send your praises to riverrockchurch.com slash pray. That would be great if you were to share that with us. Pray for us and let us pray for you. 
So um, we have 10 acres of land on the highway. Uh, if we could sell that, if somebody would like to invest in that, it's got a water main on two sides of the property. Uh, again, right on a major highway. Uh, we wanted to build a church there, but it's very expensive to build a church. It takes a lot of time to build a church. And um, we're just looking for a place right now. We need a place of our own to meet. So pray with us. And uh, if you want to buy the land, let me know. If you know somebody that invests in land, that would be great. Anyway, 2020 was discouraging. 2021 is a new opportunity for us to, if we can't uh, change the circumstances, we can change ourselves. And if we really want to change ourselves and be successful at that, we need God's help. We need God's help to change. He can change us and transform us when we come into a personal relationship with Jesus. You know, sometimes we're discouraged because of outside circumstances. Uh, sometimes we feel hopeless and full of regret on the inside because of poor choices or missed opportunities. Anyway, there's hope in the Lord. There is hope. So whatever you've done in the past, the things that aren't working out, there is hope of a new day. There is hope that you can move forward. There is hope for new opportunity. There is hope that you can change or your circumstances can change. Or if your circumstances don't change, that you will be able to learn how to endure and get through it. So in the Old Testament, Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. Uh, so many of the things that he had to endure because of the sinfulness of the people around him and the things that God wanted him to convey to those people were just sad. And so he is called the weeping prophet. He actually wrote the next book called Lamentations. So anyway, um, Jeremiah lived in a sad and sinful time. But in the midst of it all, Jeremiah remembered hope in our loving Lord who brings us new mercies every morning. That is so important to remember right now is that tomorrow is a new day. Whatever's going on today, whatever's not working out today, whatever you've done that wasn't right today, tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a new opportunity. Lamentations 3, 21. Lamentations in the Old Testament. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations. So I'll put it on the screen. Make it easy and faster. Jeremiah, he writes... Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. So Jeremiah could have given up hope. Jeremiah could have just said, you know what? Life is terrible. Uh, there's just no use. But instead he hoped. He had hope in the Lord. He trusted in the Lord. He knew that his hope and future was in the Lord and that the Lord's love doesn't run out and his new mercies never cease. I just love that. His mercies begin afresh each morning. So tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a new opportunity. Tomorrow can be better than today. And if we live our lives in that way, knowing that God can transform, that God can change, that God is patient, that God wants us to change our behavior, to change the way we live, to change our effectiveness, to maybe change the path of our life uh, for our good and his glory. What a great thing. And that's what I see in that passage that Jeremiah shares his mercy. His Mercies are new every morning. A new year. God's mercy. God loves us. God cares for us. God is forgiving. 
You know, when we come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Romans 8.1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Condemnation, what are we being condemned for? For our sin. We are being condemned if we are living in sin, if we have unconfessed sin, unforgiven sin in our lives. And that is a terrible place to be, a terrible way to live. That's worse than a virus. That is an incurable sin disease. But Jesus provided the cure. Jesus made it possible to be forgiven because he came and lived among us, showed us how to live, died on the cross, shed his blood for the forgiveness of sins, rose again, showing he had authority and power over death, ascended into heaven, said he'd be back. The angel said he'd be back and that he is interceding for us. He's having a, he wants to have a personal relationship with you and me. Uh, he's active in our lives and he's coming back someday. Someday at just the right time, he's going to return. He's going to make all things right. And for those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, uh, those of us who are considered born again, adopted as children of God, those people are going to have a great eternity, a great future with Jesus now and when he returns. So that doesn't mean that everything in life is perfect. It doesn't mean that everything in life is easier, that we won't face trouble in this life. But what it does mean is that our eternal hope is in the Lord and he can help us even through the difficult, hard times. Now, I talk about that and I just know that you want some of that. You want that forgiveness. You want that assurance. You want to know that you are in Christ. And for those of you that are in Christ, I try to share this every week for anybody that doesn't know Jesus. And I think that you patiently wait through it and hope and pray that people will respond, that people will get saved. Saved from what? Saved from the penalty of their sin. Saved from hell. Saved from Satan having control over their life. So anyway, a new you begins with new life in Christ. If anyone comes to Christ, it becomes a new creation. So a great way to do that is to place your faith in Jesus. A great way to acknowledge that you've done that is by praying. Praying is talking to the Lord. Praying something like this. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, follow along with me in prayer right now. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my life and save me. Make me the person you created me to be. I want to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. So if that's something that you did today, let us know so we can send you some resources on how to get growing, get growing in the Christian life. So uh, when Christ comes into your life, you receive the Holy Spirit and you begin a process of renewal, a process of becoming more and more like Jesus. And if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in 2021, you are definitely on the path for a new you this new year. And we want to hear about it and we want to celebrate that with you. So we have hope, hope in Jesus. Uh, Peter uh, was in the New Testament. The Apostle Peter was living in a time when the church was being persecuted. And he wrote in 1 Peter 1.3, this is in the Christian Standard Bible, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is an imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. That is 
for those people who have placed their faith in trust in Jesus. And this idea that if you give your life to Jesus, that everything's going to be easy, everything's going to be just smooth sailing, no problems in your life, that's not true at all. Uh, there are spiritual battles, uh, temptation, all sorts of difficulties, sometimes you're persecuted. The Apostle Paul, carrying the gospel to the Gentiles, uh, wrote much of the New Testament. If anybody should receive God's special favor and be untouched from trouble, I would think it would be him, but not at all. He wrote most of the things that he wrote from prison. Second Corinthians 1, 8, New Living Translation. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die, but as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. And you are helping us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. So Jeremiah remembered God's mercy and God's hope. The Apostle Paul remembered God's provision and help uh, and hope. The Apostle Peter remembered how God gets us through and gives us hope. And we can have hope that the circumstances that we're going through, the difficulties that we're going through, the hard things that are going on in the world around us are not escaping God's sight. He, does, he knows what's going on, and he might be working out his perfect plan in the midst of it all. And we need to trust him. We need to trust him to get us through, to accomplish his will for today. And if he gives us tomorrow, his will for tomorrow. And then we need to trust him with our lives so that uh, if it's time for us to die, that we will step out of this life and step into the next life. The next life is walking right into the presence of Jesus. It's like going through a door where I walk out of this room, through the door, into the next room, right into the presence of Jesus. Um, that is the kind of hope that we need to have. Uh, it's possible we could get sick and we could die and we'd go be with Jesus. Uh, it's possible that we might end up sick and in the hospital and have an opportunity to share Christ with those who are around. It's possible that God might spare us of all of this and help us through these difficult times and use us to bring lost people to himself so that they get saved for all eternity, uh, that God would use us to encourage people in their faith, and God would use us now uh, even um, in the shutdown, lockdown uh, living that we've been enduring. And either way, I think that we're going to be more grateful in the future because we endured this and we know how quickly uh, freedoms and opportunities can be taken away. So God is compassionate. God is loving. God cares in his new mercies. His, his mercies are new every morning and God cares for us so much. He is faithful. He is faithful in our lives. He is faithful. Think about where you are today and then look back on your life and think about how many times did God rescue you? How many times did God help you? How many times did God call out to you and work in your life? In my life, I just see a constant trail of God's faithfulness. Psalm 36.5 out of the New International Version says, Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Psalm 40 verse 10 
says, I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Is that you? Are you proclaiming Jesus? Acts 1.8 says that we will be witnesses. The Holy Spirit will come upon us for us to be witnesses all around the world and in our neighborhoods, in our homes. So are you sharing what the Lord is doing and has done in your life? Great is, great is his faithfulness. And he's faithful to continue working on you. He's faithful to continue renewing you. He's faithful to continue to make you more like Jesus. Philippians 1.6 in the Christian Standard Bible says, I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. He's working in our lives. He's acting in our lives. He cares about us in every way. Jesus cares about us in every way. And we can trust him. We can trust him. You know, one of the things that sidetrack us from achieving our goals, from achieving God's best for our lives, is temptation. And we are tempted to fall into sin. We're tempted to do wrong. Uh, sometimes we know it's wrong, but we just want to do it anyway. Don't be like my dog. Over the summer, we... Uh, had the family and grandkids over, and I made hamburgers and brats on the grill. And after they were cooked, I put them on a platter on in the middle of the table. And our Australian Shepherd dog snuck over there, uh, jumped up on the table, and grabbed a brat. And uh, we yelled at him, told him to drop it. He knows exactly what that means. Looked at he looked at us like, "Sorry, that's not going to happen." My brat. So went over to try to take it from him and he swallowed it whole. He didn't even chew it. He swallowed a whole hot brat. And so I think he had it in his mind. I don't care what you do to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have this brat. It's just too good to pass up. So anyway, I was afraid that something bad would happen to him. Uh, so um, we watched him uh, when he go outside for a couple of days and check to see if there was anything we should be concerned about. And uh, I guess it was okay. But uh, yeah, sometimes we do that with temptation. Sometimes we do that with sin. Don't do that. It can be dangerous. It can be unhealthy. It can lead you to not be trusted. But 1 Corinthians 10, 13, we have a promise that in Christ, a promise that as Christ followers, we can say no to temptation. We can flee temptation. We don't have to give in. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure so that you can endure. And some people are like, oh no, oh no, I'm not going to sin. I, I'm too good for that. No, I'm, I've got it together. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy 1.15, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. So we all struggle with sin and we need to find victory over that. So part of uh, getting a new you for the new year is to find victory over sin and to quit falling for those same temptations, quit falling into those same habits, those same kinds of sin. First Thessalonians 5.23 
May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. So he makes up for our shortcomings. He sets us apart. Uh, there is a part of the Christian life that where we need to set ourselves apart to Christ. We need to consider ourselves dead to sin and move forward uh, in holiness and righteousness and to live the way that we are supposed to be living. And when we go through hardships, when we go through difficulties, it's easy to think that God doesn't care anymore, that God has left us, that God's not interested in our lives. But sometimes God uses difficulty and persecution to accomplish his plans. Sometimes it makes us better. Sometimes it helps us to reach people around us. First uh, Peter 4.19, so if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, Keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. So what's the big plan for 2021? Well, this verse here says, even if things aren't working out like you hoped, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you. So that's what we're going to do. That's the plan. Uh, now we can change a lot of other things too, but we are going to be faithful in doing the things that are right, the things that we need to do. All right, so before communion time, in just a couple of minutes here, I want to share with you some practical steps to a new you this year. Okay, some practical steps. I didn't put the steps on the screen. But uh, change often comes by you deciding it's time to change or your circumstances. So sometimes you decide that you want a promotion at work and you get training and work to make that happen. And other times job opportunities show up because your coworker or your boss got fired or went to work somewhere else. So sometimes those job opportunities just appear. Are you ready? Are you ready for the next step? Uh, change often happens as a result of your action uh, or other people's actions uh, only bad change usually happens as a result of your inaction. So unless you're not giving you the temptation, then that's different. But anyway, um, you uh, might have a new desire to get healthy because you are sick and you have some kind of health symptoms or whatever. And the uh, last thing you want to do is get trapped in an unhealthy body. So what are you going to do to make the change? Uh, finances. What are you going to do to make the change? Pray and ponder. Pray and ponder. Everything, if you want things to change, starts with prayer. Okay? Pondering is thinking about. Uh, take a blank piece of paper or whatever app you have. And just think about that and pray about it. Ask God, what is it that you should change? What is it that you can change? What is it that you can do different in 2021 to make it better than 2020 or the years before? What is it that you can do now to make your future brighter and better? What is it you can do now to prepare for post-COVID life where everything hopefully will be better? What do you want to change? Deeper faith? Do you want to have a deeper faith? Do you want to have deeper finances? Do you want to have a fitter body? What about better relationships? Do you want a promotion at work? Fill in the blanks. Ask the Lord to show you what you can do and how you will get there. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 in the English Standard Version says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. 
He will help you to figure out the best way to get from point A to point B. He will help you to accomplish your goals without getting sidetracked or uh, in those dead ends. Uh, sometimes uh, the things that we choose to do are such distractions and keep us away from the best things that God has for us. Okay, next you want to pray and commit. You want to pray about it and you want to commit. You want to pray about how you're going to make this happen. Okay, you got your plan, you got your goals. What are you going to do to make it happen now? Plot your action steps. Write down a list of what you need to do to make it happen and how, it, how it's going to work out. Um, so uh, schedule time. So get permissions. Uh, for instance, okay, say I decide that I want to take another class. I like taking classes. And so it's going to cost money and it's going to take time. So say I'm going to make, take three hours a week to accomplish this class and the class is going to cost $300 or whatever. Um, I'm going to ask my wife. I'm going to say, hey, I'd like to take this class. It costs this much. It's going to take this much time away from you and me and our family. What do you think? And then when she says, yeah, go for it, then she knows what I'm trying to do. She's bought in. She's there holding me accountable, saying, are you doing your classes? Are you getting it done? And it's all awesome. Pray and commit. Uh, Figure out how or what you need to do, uh, what it's going to take, uh, what it's going to cost to make it happen. All right. Then pray See, we're praying about everything. Pray and persist. Pray and persist. So you're doing it. You're you're working out your plan. Chart your progress. Make a to-do list. Check it off. Um, I like to track my tasks with the Tick Tick app. T-I-C-K, T-I-C-K. I like that app. I also like to check the boxes when they get things done. So I like to track my bicycle riding miles with Strava, uh, another app. I absolutely hate counting calories. But it really helps you to lose weight. Uh, there's lots of apps for that. Um, I learned that uh, if you figure out what you're going to eat in advance, so you counted, you figured out your calories and your exercise in advance, that it will help you to get to the end of the day without eating all of your allotted calories for breakfast and not having any left at the end of the day. And then you proclaim calorie bankruptcy, eat whatever you want, wake up the next morning and because new mercies every, every morning you wake up the next morning and start over. Um, it's better if you, uh, budget those calories, but I absolutely hate counting calories. So if you're going to go on a crazy diet or start a crazy fitness plan, you might want to talk with a doctor or a dietitian to make sure you don't hurt yourself. Me personally, I'd rather try to eat and then try to exercise those calories away because extreme dieting makes me feel depressed and sad. I don't want to be sad. So anyway, um, whatever your new goal is, make sure you keep it in perspective. Keep your goal in perspective. Uh, if you get all uh, excited about fitness, or you get all excited about your finances, or you get all excited about whatever, um, it can become an idol and keep you from walking with the Lord and putting Him first in your life. And like I always say, you'll always come out ahead if you put God first. Pray and put God first. 1 Timothy 4.8 in the New Living Translation says, Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So it didn't say that physical training or physical fitness is bad. It says it's good. But preparing, uh, training, uh, living in faith and godliness is much better. So I noticed that. 
Some great men of God, D.L. Moody, Charles Spurgeon, and Martin Luther were greatly used of God, led many people to Christ, are still influencing people today, and they were not fit. Matter of fact, I read that D.L. Moody and Charles Spurgeon were both five feet nine inches tall and weighed 350 pounds, and they both won a lot of people to Christ. So, Anyway, um, but if you can be fit, if you can be healthy, you will have a better quality of life and people might be more open to hearing your opinion. Uh, You might um, live longer. God could use you. So don't make fitness your God, but it could be a great goal for 2021. These bodies are just temporary anyway. So pray and persist. Pray and persist. Don't give up. If you eat badly, miss a workout, fall behind on your education, overspend, overeat, or underprepare, acknowledge you messed up, and know tomorrow is a new day full of love and mercy and opportunities, and find some way to celebrate your accomplishments. Know that when you reach the next part of your goal, when you complete a certain amount of your tasks, then find some way to celebrate. Uh, reward yourself somehow. Thank God that you made it to that point, and then uh, recommit and um readjust your schedule and keep moving forward. That's kind of what communion is about, is we pause uh, from what we're doing to remember what Jesus did. We are told to celebrate communion together. Uh, So do you have your bread, uh, your cracker to represent the body of Christ, and your grape juice or wine to represent the blood of Christ? Communion is a perfect time to reflect and recommit. So, um, Like I talked about earlier, maybe first you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you need to repent of some unconfessed sin in your life. And then maybe it's a great time to rejoice that you have a loving Savior who is coming back for you someday. That's what communion is all about. 1 Corinthians 11.23 says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you give us this opportunity to know about you and to know you personally. Thank you that you died on the cross, that you took our pain and shame and you took our sin away. By believing upon you, we are able to receive righteousness, your holiness. Jesus, I thank you that we not only can know this and experience this, but to share it with others. Jesus, we take this bread and we drink this cup. Lord, please give us a word to hold on to for 2021, like we'll see in this video right now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I'm going to show the video. What's my word? That's the thing people do, right? Ask God for a word for the year ahead. It gives you a goal, a plan for your heart, a way to walk when the world crumbles around you. Lord, this year I need a word to help me focus on the right things, the eternal things. This is my year of waking up to what matters. What has always mattered. 
I need a word as I walk out of the ashes and into the sunlight. A word of hope. That one word that I'll feel deep in my heart. I pray, Lord, you would give me a word. Your Your word. word. The living and active word. The one that is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word that lights my path. My teacher. My truth. My shield. Because of your word, God. My word has promise and meaning. The grass withers. The flower fades. But the word of God stands forever. Forever. Thank you, God. That your word can be my word. All year long. Amen. Amen. So what did you think of that? I mean, you don't have to pick a word for 2021 if you don't want, but it can be a great thing to hold on to. It can be a great thing to think about. It can be a great thing to do. And I chose the word for 2021. I think it's a fitting word for me from a fitting passage that I love from 1 Timothy 6, 11 and 12. The word is persevere. And it's a great word. So we've gone through some real difficult times this year and we just need to persevere. Uh, not being able to meet for church and not even having a place available if we could meet for church uh, sometimes makes me feel like giving up. I'm sure there'd be an easier place to go, but I just feel that I should persevere. Uh, Sometimes when I make these videos in my basement, I wonder if anybody cares, if anybody watches, but I know that God is using them from the comments we receive and from what we hear and the responses from some of you. So I just need to persevere. And here's the passage, 1 Timothy 6.11 and 12. But you, Timothy, are a man of God. So run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. So my word is persevere. I would love to hear what your word is. So anyway, uh, next week I'm starting a series on love. So one thing that we can do to make life better in 2021 is to receive and show and express God's love. So uh, God's love uh, flows to us and through us. And that's a great way to live according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So uh, tune again, tune in again next week. So River Rock Church is fully supported by those who care about River Rock Church, the friends and family and um, members of River Rock Church. You can give online at riverrockchurch.com. You can give by text. You can give by mail at PO Box 184, Bell Plain, Minnesota 56011. Um, Find all the information you need at our website. Uh, We have more videos online and many, many audios online. You can go to riverrockchurch.com slash watch or riverrockchurch.com slash listen to find more of those. We want to pray for you and we would love to hear how God is answering your prayers. Uh, You can go to riverrockchurch.com slash pray to find out more about that. Uh, groups, our small groups, our life groups, uh, we'll start meeting again quickly here since the new year has started and Bible quizzing and all that youth group, all that stuff's going to meet again. Uh, Riverrockchurch.com slash groups. So River Rock Church is part of the Christian and Missionary Alliance uh, family, a group of churches in the United States and around the world 
that seeks to promote Jesus as Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King. And Crown College in uh, St. Bonifacius is, uh, is our school. Uh, many of the people in our church go to or have gone to uh, Crown College, which is located 25 miles or so uh, north of where we are here in Belle Plaine. So anyway, uh, love to hear from you. I'd uh, love to know what we can do to encourage you. You have a good week. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well. Visit riverrockchurch.com for our latest news and to access resources to help you and the people you care about live well lives.